Okay, welcome to this year's first Diffusion of the Year. What better way to open it with a pioneer from not just the open metaverse, but within one of the biggest brands to have entered the space, a first mover. Often we kind of talk to founders about their founder experience. Well, here we've got somebody that's doing that within a very large company with a huge amount of history to, to be protective of, and yet doing some really pining things. So today we've got Global VP at Adidas Three Stripe Studios, Adidas's Web3 initiative, Erica Wicksneed. Welcome, Erica. Thank you so much, Jamie. And hi, everyone. So thanks for joining us. I think most people can find you on Twitter as Hey Erica WS or on Discord. I think it's just Hey Erica. As I said, you are Global VP at Adidas Three Stripe Studio. We're going to learn a little bit more about what that is, how it came to be, but also your your personal journey as a founder within an organization. You've got a fascinating career, and I really want to understand what firstly brought you to the open metaverse and, and Web3 as an individual, but then how you managed to bring along the company that you were working with at the time into it. Previously, you were VP of Originals uh, for a couple of years, I believe, where Web3 was more of a side hustle, and, and now you've managed to make it full-time a full hustle. We're going to deep dive into the into the Metaverse Initiative, as it's called, which is a digital collectible range with a number of different collaborations with G-Money, Punks, Comic, Board Ape Yacht Club, etc. It's a lot of very native brands. We're going to explore the world of virtual and connected gear and collectibles and how brands can learn from you and your experience of being a first mover. And I think it's worth saying at the top end, really the initiative that you kind of brought about there this kind of 30K NFT commercial drop was really a first, not just in the context of sports and lifestyle and, 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 and clothing and fashion, but more generally at a brand level. It kind of predated the Nike Artifact acquisition and so took some real courage and or confidence in you, I guess, from, from Adidas to, to, to be that pioneering. Maybe just quickly, let, let's talk about you, your background and how you came to work at Adidas and also, you know, get started in, in Web3 at a personal level. Yeah, that sounds great. So, I mean, first off, thanks for having me. And, you know, I, I appreciate everybody who's joining this live and also going to listen to the recording. I'm also probably most active on LinkedIn. So if you want to catch up with me there and shoot me some notes, that's another spot you can find me further probe me and, 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 you know, make sure if you've got something compelling going on, put it in front of us. Yeah, I have had a, a pretty wild ride. I feel like my career has been the dream job line for any 18 year old boy because I've gotten to work in the motorcycle industry, in action sports, in the automotive industry. I did get a chance to run over and lead the PlayStation 4 launch for, which was Greatness Awaits and the PlayStation 4 console, which was when I really started to understand our passions and how deeply those connect to commerce and the power of gamification. Then from there, I got into accelerated tech where I was at Google helping to build pre-monetized solutions for shopping. Emerging business development was a space where we helped you know, stand up for the first time, how could all of the creative canvas of Google 
become something that would prob- solve real world solutions for brands and for customers way before thinking about how are we going to turn that into an ads business. I did get to go to Uber and I had an interesting jump over at Uber because they hired me right around the time the delete Uber crisis was trending, which I thought at the time was a bit of career suicide. I got to do quite a bit of deep dive into what was the emergence of the shared economy. And I now think we're moving from a bit from the shared economy to the owned economy and ownership economy. And so I had a really early front seat being able to dive deep into the psychology and really the new governing values and principles that establish that shared economy, which Uber benefited from as well as Airbnb and, and you know, many other building that industry. From there, I went into peer-to-peer, which is where I was at PayPal and Venmo, got a deeper understanding of fintech, but also learned a lot about how the structures around the financial market just aren't working for us today and started to see a lot of these parallels, the same pains and challenges that were holding back access to opportunity, which is why people were jumping into wanting to become drivers for an Uber platform or a host at Airbnb, as well as trying to move money around the world. I could just see there were so many barriers to access to opportunity that were popping up. While I was at, Uber, at, at PayPal, I did help establish the positioning for cryptocurrency in the app. And it wasn't until I joined the Three Stripes brand, I got to dig deep in understanding that the, a brand with that is as iconic as Adidas can have a huge role in helping popularize and bending trends. And I thought if there's one trend that really needs attention bent towards it, It is the ability to put creators and builders and athletes, the ones doing the work in the center of remuneration and the center of this new ecosystem, which is really the underpinning of blockchain being permissionless and enabling ownership. And so for me, I was like, wow, that's a a powerful move. And if a brand that has a role in bending pop culture can popularize the space and make these values famous and make them accessible and understood outside of just the tech sphere. I could see how that could also catapult Adidas in this new wave and and Web3 is that new wave. So that gives you a bit of a a guiding journey and how these maybe dots that don't seem to connect fully connect because I feel just that same renegade spirit when I was running a motorcycle brand today, running Three Stripe Studios, but working in Web3. Yeah. And so my follow-up question was going to be, you know, why, why you, why were you the person as the right person to make that happen? But I think actually listening to your, your kind of career history really explains that. And certainly how we look at the open metaverse and that it is both a kind of cultural, technological, but also financial revolution and, and movement. And I think actually your, your CV kind of ticks all, all, all three of those boxes, right? So I'll, I'll say, save save some time with that question. So maybe let's fast forward to, to the initiative at Adidas, specifically the studio. How did it come about? Was it something that was top down or was it something that you took to leadership and management and said, look, you, you've got to, we've got to do this. And how did you make that argument? Yeah, it really happened around, it was very early on when I joined the brand. And this is, you got to almost take a step back and think about the context. I, at the end of the day, I call myself a brand strategist. I'm really a forever student of culture and trying to study what are the emerging values and figure out how to apply the emerging values, what's going on in culture to how businesses can help win those emerging cultures and connect. I think people talk about hearts, minds, and wallets, but I I feel like that is just my natural sweet spot when I'm in in flow. What had happened was Tesla started to accept payments of, I think it was cryptocurrency. Maybe it was was Dogecoin or Bitcoin, Ethereum for Teslas. And it was a tweet that went around and got kicked off a really big email chain inside the company. 
And when you're new to a company, I think they tell you to sit back for 90 days and really observe and, and learn a lot about the business. But if there's something I learned from working in startups and technology, especially accelerated tech, you've got to also roll up your sleeves at the same time and quickly build relationships and see, you know, what are people working on? Where's their passion? Where's the opportunity lie? The brand of Adidas was definitely number two in all the markets. Yet they created the industry of the sporting goods industry years ago. So they have all of the right in the world to be a pioneer, a boundary pusher, being one to enable access to opportunity. What ended up happening was I knew already enough about gamification, um, the power of unlocking people's passions when you, you know, really connect with gamers' hearts and emotions in a way that PlayStation did for the launch of PlayStation 4. I had a similar formula that I had applied at other brands and I grabbed this opportunity where the company was basically on this massive email chain saying, what should we be doing with cryptocurrency to grab it as a chance to connect with those people on that chain? A lot of them were SVPs and VPs just asking the question and also recognizing that this wasn't going to be tops down because a lot of what's happening with emerging cultures, it comes from the grassroots, it comes from the bottoms up. And typically the frontline workers are the ones who have a better understanding of how it can be applied in a credible way for a brand, far more than the board or anyone sitting in the C-suite. So that, that was my chance to set up an open innovation pitch. We called it a task force. I structured almost like a brief, found some individuals to help us kickstart a really scrappy side hustle inside Adidas that was agnostic from what team you we were working on. And within that, we started to explore the opportunity spaces of Web3 and how they could connect to culture and essentially a manufacturer brand like ours. Through that, I mean, it was within the first six months, within the first four months, we identified the big opportunity, which is really the future of membership, the future of ownership and decentralizing a company and giving ownership back to the fans, the stakeholders, the athletes themselves, the players. We still are holding true to that. And I think we laugh because when we see some of the major corporate brands now coming around and launching what they're launching, maybe with Starbucks program and loyalty program, we're like, yeah, we, we feel like that move is validated. And we saw that early, early on in the stages of some of our ethnography work. I mean, quite frankly, why me? I think it was because I had this opportunity to, to know how to be a maverick inside a large company and organization. It wasn't about me. It was really my position was to empower and close the, the like connection between the C-suite executives, this brand that needs to be pioneering again, and frontline workers, folks that really understand culture. And I could speak both languages to be able to close the gap and help this company find the slipstreams to connect where it has its rightful place to be and remove, I think, some of the red tape and bureaucracy that sits in large corporate organizations. So some of that was using my clout and authority that I had as a, as a vice president. You know, I'll use it when I need to. But a lot of it was also just, you know, really learning across my career journey how to move things faster through an organization and make sure that, you know, your checks and balancing along the way to bring along tax and treasury and legal and finance and, you know, the, the board and the supervisory board when needed. Yeah, I really want to say, like, I give kudos to the teams. There's quite a few people who have also since left Adidas to go on and work in Web3 that were part of that first task force. But we've now also pivoted that task force and been doing a lot of upskilling and have hired an internal team who's dedicated to this initiative going forward. So it's no longer a side hustle, it's a full-time front hustle. Yeah, and I suppose you, know, you have kind of the, the perfect 
combination of credibility, exposure, as you mentioned, you know, knowing how to interact with various departments and levels of hierarchy, but then also nativeness, right? Those kind of three things is creates that sweet spot to be a change agent in, in Web3 within an organization. So let's talk about into the metaverse, what it represents. You you kind of referenced a couple of things, community, access, presumably identities are part of that. But maybe let's go through some of the specifics of, of what you've managed to achieve to date and for those that might not be as familiar. Adidas is probably one of the very first collaboration brands, especially Adidas Originals, the lifestyle brand. And you can see collaborations are everywhere and all around us now, and every brand is doing collaborations. Into the Metaverse was a chance for this brand to bring legitimacy and to use our big platform and our big spotlight to enable and empower this new emerging space of creators, of builders, of doers. There's a ton of passion. There's a ton of internal interest, but it's small. It's niche. It definitely didn't have a major spotlight. And when we launched and went public with the 30,000 token drop on December 17th, it was only a couple weeks after Facebook changed their name to Meta. So at that time, everyone was talking about Metaverse. I think it was really, you know, ticking up on the Google search bar. But nobody was really talking about NFTs too much in popular culture. That was still very emergent. People didn't quite understand what to do with it. And so we very much so wanted to bring awareness and attention to the values that are behind the communities that are standing up, the Punks Comics, that are standing up, the Board Ape Yacht Club, as well as G-Money. And so these partners were also very specific choices for us to make. G-Money is an advocate. He's an educator. He's someone who has really tried to remove a lot of the barriers, make it very easy to understand what are the opportunities and how to safely get into the space, how, you know, to also, he's a champion against the grifting and then some of the negative things that can happen within the space. I think Punk's comics, I mean, how easy is it to understand a comic book? Right. That's a really simple way to popularize and get people to understand uh, what this technology can be and how creativity can be applied to technology to make it accessible and culturally relevant. And then the Board of Yacht Clubs, right, they gave away IP rights and ownership inside every single one of the smart contracts for anyone that owns an ape in perpetuity. So it was pretty fundamental and groundbreaking what, what they did at the time which is why Adidas wanted to work with those those three partners in the start. What it is is a chance to own stake in a brand new Adidas project and initiative. So yes, this brand has helped make other artists and creators at the top of their game, even further millionaires, billionaires. However, I think in this new opportunity, there's a power shift where if you hold this token, we would like to add value back into the community where you can own and get remunerated for what it is we co-create together in the future. So we have quite, we haven't even scratched the surface of what that looks like today. That's a lot of the heavy work that we've been building behind the scenes for the last year and a half. And we will start to realize in 2023. Yeah. And I think it's really interesting, you know, that kind of ownership concept. So, you know, I, we, I've always in, in, in this context anyway, seen, NFTs as a form of kind of atomized social media. It's like a social media without without a platform. You can have a stake in that can allow you to express identity and, and, and belonging. And the fact that then that can also have some share in the economic value of a franchise that is collectively created is, is, is super exciting. How much education did you have to do for your core 
consumer base. Mm-hmm. Was that even a consideration? Did you think, well, actually, we're going to first serve the niche that is Web3? Or you know, how much was it about also bringing along your kind of core, core base? It's a great question. I think early on, we saw the behaviors and psychology behind sneaker collecting and trading very similar to NFT collecting and trading. So there was already parallel behaviors. They were just in two separate disconnected worlds. There's already people that are coming to Adidas confirmed app on a day-to-day basis to pick up the next drop and then resell it on StockX or secondary platforms. That's the same behavior of coming in, getting access to the mint and being able to resell it on OpenSea or the marketplaces. So there was already parallel behavior between these two worlds. The other thing, we were trapped indoors, right, for at least a year and a half plus during the pandemic. And so I think people's virtual lives and the digitization of how we experience everyday life started to become more and more important to us as as people. And as we also started to ask existential questions around like the crises of sustainability, environmentalism, carbon footprints and consumption, do we want to be? consumers and what does that look like? What's our impact on the world? And we were asking ourselves that question of like brand. How do we help more people get access? Inclusivity, you know, equity, inclusion became and diversity became key words across the company after Black Lives Matter. So I feel like naturally what we care about as a brand and our, our core values, as well as what we do as a company, Start really had parallels in what blockchain and NFT trading and collecting behavior. So that didn't feel like a leap. As long as we could explain it to people in the company, they could make that jump with us. So we didn't make it too confusing for them to understand quickly why this was a space that had parallels already to what we offer and who we're serving. We did do pilots, though, putting PO apps out into as push notifications in the palm of our highest spend members in the Adidas confirmed app. We had a two-day comms plan that was going to further educate people and onboard them to what is a PO app? What does it mean? How do you go and redeem this? How do you get a digital wallet? But all of them got redeemed within 24 minutes and it, it surprised us. So we threw that comms plan away. We used it elsewhere as like helping educate people that didn't get access to the PO app. But that was our chance to, without telling them, they got whitelisted access to the drop and we would reveal that information later on while we got closer to the December 17th drop. So we have brought them along for the journey and then pushing that out and realizing that our app holders and shoppers already using Adidas, it just confirmed that these behaviors are something that they would go figure out on the, on their own and, and by themselves. Another thing we learned too through this process in the drop, there's a lot of barriers to entry when it comes to, to getting into NFT collecting, trading. I kind of hearken it back to VR. Like I helped work on establishing virtual reality as a gaming headset at, at PlayStation. It's a pain in the ass to set up VR, right? It's a clunky device. You got to have all the special hardware. The contents also doesn't always load. And then if you're using it, you were getting sick and nauseous because the feeling you could maybe, maybe sustain it for 15 minutes. Like you go through a lot of pain if you really want to try a very kick-ass emerging gaming experience. That That's similar to how crypto was because no one had removed those barriers and explained it. So we made a very conscious effort to do a simplified onboarding, do an educational series 
masked behind just getting people to go through the steps of minting and getting access to the Into the Metaverse token on December 17th. When we did that, we saw a lot of people for the very first time get off the sidelines and get in. Acquiring digital wallets, we saw the distribution of our tokens, 30,000 go to 21,000 unique wallets. Through the past year, it hasn't, I really was thinking, are we gonna see a reduction and a centralization? No, we still have about 20,000 unique holders. And I'm really proud of that. And I think it's because we did a very conscious effort of making sure more people could have access that wanted to get in, but didn't necessarily know how. And I think that's a really important piece of the layers of helping to onboard people in Web3. It's something big brands like ours has a responsibility as a huge funnel. And we're a very big funnel. We're a huge spotlight at Adidas. We can do that on behalf of brands. And and we've also done that on behalf of some of our partners, such as Sandbox, Coinbase, you know, bringing a lot of attention to Board Ape Yacht Club, Punks Comics, G-Money. Like they're in a very different place today than they were a year and a half ago when we first started speaking, which has been very exciting to see. So, I mean, obviously you're, you're a public company, you know, you're used to managing millions of consumers, both the good and the bad side of that, the, the challenges that come with it. Unlike say a new native Web3 initiative that all of a sudden effectively finds themselves as a public company without all the infrastructure and lawyers and PR teams and comms teams, what's, what's different about operating within the Web3 community versus just being a large company with, with, with consumers and a degree of public accountability? Is it harder, do you think? Or is actually, there's, there's, as a there's company, your risk. scale is quite, yeah. There's more risk. And you have to find the sweet spot of wanting to be a pioneer and a renegade who's, I mean, doing cool shit and culture that's going to get talked about, going to build brand heat, going to get people to take interest and really feel like Adidas is credible and a brand that they want to connect with that represents them. And at the same time, how do you mitigate risk? Because we're a 75-year-old brand who has a lot of legacy and intellectual property and partnerships that we need to do. We got to constantly be talking about de-risking. There is a sweet spot in between that, which I think we're constantly debating and trying to find. Even getting into this space with, look at this last year and how the catastrophes have just fallen upon the cryptocurrency space with like Three Arrow collapsing Luna and you got FTX. Like, we don't want to be embroiled in those conversations. We want to also help be part of the solution of decoupling the collection of digital goods from and and participating in the space from the negative behaviors that can happen while we need to still get regulation figured out and established ethics around fintech crypto, you know, space as well. That needs to continue to happen. So I think as a brand, we're constantly looking at that, the intersection of those two things. And that's a challenge to navigate. So I would say the the risk, as well as balancing that with, with trying to be perceived as a hot interesting, compelling brand that's relevant to youth culture. And I guess that's why it makes sense to have somebody that is a career brand strategist, because effectively you're both creating brand equity, you're building brand equity at the same time, you're protecting it, right? You're making sure that you're not doing anything that damages it. And and you're navigating that really, really fine line that most organizations just aren't even prepared to kind of take that risk. 
So maybe let's look forward. We've got a couple of minutes left. What trends are you excited by? You know, if we're thinking about virtual gear, I think as you, you guys call it, what does that mean? How are we going to see these things? What innovations are going to be driving that in 23 and beyond? So it's a great question. And this is the thing that I'm actually sitting in a workshop right now, working through some of the things I'm most excited about. I think that this year in this crypto winter in this market and a down market, it's a huge opportunity. It's, it's an opportunity to find the people who really got in for values, who cared about the same reasons and the same things that got Adi Dostler to stay up late, to get out of bed early, to make products that are best for the athlete. It's why Adidas Originals started its original store for Adidas Originals was a flea market. I mean, a total cultural exchange of craft. It's now I think what's going to happen is a lot of the grifting and the bad behavior and some of the folks that were in it for the quick cash grab are on the sidelines. And the people that weren't necessarily in it because they wanted to build and make the space better, show up and make the space better uh, are looking for other other opportunities at the time. So it's a chance to reconnect with the soul of why we all really truly believe in blockchain, in transparency, in ownership and this ownership economy and want to double down on our investment of time and money. So I think that's something that gets me excited. As a result, I want to do business models that are profitable and generate revenue. I want to be the most profitable business unit in Adidas. Like, don't get me wrong. But I want to do it by proving that there are business models that enable the remuneration of the community inside the stuff that we bring to market, not just paying the elite celebrities or giving too many frameworks and narrowing in on what you can and can't do with the brand with this intellectual property. Don't get me wrong. There's nothing more important to Adidas than the three stripes, you know, IP. When you see those three stripes, there's an emotional connection, there's history, there's legacy, there's lore, there's, it's so important to us. But there's a way for us to start to give back to the community, to the builders and the creators and the athletes that have helped establish the three stripes. And that's what I want to do is start to find those new business models that bring them in on it and help them also make not only some of the social currency and cloud, but give them a bigger platform as a result of participating and co-creating with us next year. So that's going to show up in different ways. That's what I get most excited about is really purpose and purposeful brand strategy is baked in because it's on chain. And I know when we were talking off, one of the reasons why you were keen to come on Diffusion was really to extend an open invite to innovators, founders, creators to collaborate with Adidas. How, how do they go about doing that? How do they reach out and where can they find you, other members of your team? And are there any specific initiatives that you're going to be driving in 23 that they can get involved in? Yes, you can jump in our Discord. We have a holders chat. I spend a lot of my time there. But we have a general chat that's moderated 24-7 by six incredible mods. Come find us there. Opportunities, if you have them for the brand, they pop up, they come to us and we see them all. You can always reach out to me on LinkedIn as well. I think this is an invitation because you have a pretty unique community, Jamie. You guys are speaking to the, the builders and the futurists and we want to stand with them and for them. And so I think it's an opportunity for us as a brand to take some of those you know big ideas and aspirations that we have and say, you know, we don't know all the cool shit going on. So Reach out, let us know we're here, and we'd love to be a part of the journey. 
Thanks so much for coming on, Erica. I know a lot of people find it really inspirational. Once again, I think people can find you at Hey Erica with a K on the end, WS on Twitter, Hey Erica on Discord. As you said, people can find you also within the Adidas Discord. Big thanks for coming on. I think we'll have a very short break when we're getting into the next session, but thanks for coming on and also all the work that you're doing at Adidas to help promote and spotlight the space and its creators. Thank you so much. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please make sure you subscribe, rate, and share your feedback to help us reach as many people as possible with the important mission of Web3.